the oxen, remember the faces that have hurt tents, remember the wounds that bleed, the scars that are not healed, I can't feel nothing. Distinguish the cracks in my appearance as cognac welded me and mask unevenly, leaving pieces of my pain to spill from the guts of this temporary courage. A shot to vodka. Become accelerant to the heated words spilling from the pit of my broken bourbon, dressing up my anger for matches of you don't understand my pain as rum. Rattles a category five tsunami of tears I can feel as I won't remember how they tasted of salt after the sunrise of tequila washes away memories of vulnerable moments spoken at nightfall where fireballs of trauma escape the hell in my heart. A lone island of desolation as Bloody Marys hide away my reflection from mirrors in this drunken grin of gin, reviving the corpse of my emotions as my ties to pain loosens for the lust of lush, leaving lost love and last words I've been chewing on the broken glass of these bottles, just to comfort the teething of this broken heart, drinking the smiles of Moscow mules just to mimic their happiness. Turning the water from my lids into my joy of wine. What a miracle. These bodies. Fooling onlookers to see jolly instead of drowning as I swim hastily from bottle to bottle just to taste the oneness with broken. As the moon shines light on layers of lonely. Layers of lesions, layers of emotions left unkept. Awaiting alcohol just to heal me with this burn. Like the alchemy of my anatomy is clearly dependent upon the ethanol saturating the fermented tears dripping from the lids of my blurred visions. As whiskey swiftly sours my expressions into aggression, aggressively expressing my disposition of life through, let's take another shot. Hoping to cure myself and others with a double take of this life and please bartender I don't need any ice watering down this moment instilled inside of my trigger soothing as Jaeger bombs blow up moves into modes of coping mechanisms hoping to find survival in broken bottles because all I want is a way to meet peace a chance to stretch my lungs and breathe out the pain without having alcohol provide a stage to aid my recovery, sending me down a spiral of binging on my burdens because all I got are these broken shots and these broken bottles leaving trails of booze to the truth you witness. This broken heart. Thank y'all. Right. What's up, world? It's your girl, Tamika Georgia Me Harper. And when I'm listening to podcasts, I want the real deal. So I listen to spoken soul sessions with my man, Poetic Black.
What's up, everybody? This your girl, Ebony the Goddess. And when I'm in these poetic streets going from venue to venue, I'm tuning in to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Spoken Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh, my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and lewd advances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here. Spoken Soul family was good. We got another dope show lined up for you guys today. I hope, I hope you're on your path today. I hope you're not allowing anyone or anything Impede your progress I hope you focus on the goal Today is the day we shine And I need us to get in tuned We got work to do family Let's get to it Spoken soul family was good Was good Oh man We got another dope show lined up for you guys today Oh man, it's my profound, profound pleasure to bring my guests in the studio today. Definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, one of my favorite artists. But let me give this beautiful queen the proper introduction that she deserves. I'm talking about none other than Lottie D. Shea, national award-winning poetess, born and bred on the west side of Chicago, mother of two kings, Lottie has been in tune with the rhythm of words. She has written and published five books, which are all available on Amazon for purchase. She is also a member of the Poet Collective, People of Extraordinary Talent, and the Deadly Pens Poetry Collectives. A five-time published author, Spoken Soul Family. It's my profound pleasure to welcome to the studio the lovely, beautiful, incomparable Lottie D. Shea. What's going on, Poetic Black? Oh man, I'm I'm in heaven right now. I'm in heaven right now because I'm I'm 
I'm a huge fan. I am a oh. huge fan. Now, let me tell my audience how I came across this lovely uh, spoken word artist. You know, you know, you guys, I went over to Clubhouse. I took spoken soul sessions over to Clubhouse, trying to engage new audience. And when I went over there, you know, there's a plethora of so many dope, fantastic artists, you know, but one stood out from the rest. You know, as you guys can hear in the initial piece that we played in the beginning of the show, that was yours truly, Miss Lottie D. Shea. Uh, you, you hear the passion, you hear the pain, you hear the grit. It's something reminiscent for me. You know, Sonny Patterson is one of my favorite artists. And you are so reminiscent of her and your cadence. The way you you give so much, uh, it's so much like I don't want to. It's like seasoning. You give you give a certain type of seasoning in your cadence <laughs> when you're spitting that, and um, it's rev, it's felt. It's like it's food for the soul, and uh, it was a beautiful poem as you guys heard that man. But uh, Miss Lottie D. Shea is definitely one of my favorite poets that uh, I've encountered over there on, on Clubhouse, man. Phenomenal artist, man. I want to welcome you to the studio. You know, uh, how you doing, Queen? What's good with you? Man, I'm just happy to be here. I'm excited for the show. Uh, man, I just can't wait to see what's to come. Oh. I'm very, very honored to be here. Ah, oh, that's that's on the, on the spoken soul sessions. Ah, that's what that's what it is, man. I, I love the way you say it too, man. I love the way you say it. <laughs> but uh, I got to get the formalities out of the way, man, because I I asked this one question to all of my guests who come on the show because I like to get the perspective. Of different artists you know we think different you know poets we think different and um i gotta ask you lottie d shake because I'm, I'm very interested in hearing your reply to this question why poetry why spoken word mm, uh for me um it's it's one thing one statement uh that that got poetry for me and and it was in the beginning there was the word and everything was created from the words. So um, poetry is just a way of creation. So I just love the rhythm of words and how they dance. You can say almost anything um, to get a message across. And, and, you know, just God uses me as a, a vehicle to get across messages. Uh, but God say, do it in your own tone, do it in your own way. And, and poetry has been that vehicle for me to, to get my message or to get God's message across mm. um, to whoever is receptive to, to my words. Mm, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. You know, uh, so many different artists, you know, they give so many different replies. But the constant theme, you know, that you get, you know, is along those lines of the power of the spoken word. The word has the power to heal, you know, you know, you can destroy a person with your words. You can cause trauma with your words, you know, mentally scar people with your words, emotionally scar them. But you can also uplift. You can also, you know, vindicate with words. Absolutely. And um, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man, when you have artists who know the power that they hold. And they use it responsibly. 
You know, mm-hmm. you are a phenomenal artist, man. You have so much range. You know, uh, I want to ask you, where do you get your inspiration? Where do you draw most of your inspiration from? Man, just everyday life. Um, I could be sitting and, and, and a thought will come across my mind and it'll turn into a poem. Or I could be driving. Most of the time I'm driving when, when I get my thoughts. So I have to go ahead and, and turn on my voice memo and put that thought um to the voice pad so I can go back and, and write on it. Um, but life itself, I mean, you can find poetry in life. Life is poetry. So everything is inspired um, by life. Mm. Uh, yeah. You can tell. You can tell. You know, uh, you can tell the art of certain artists who really draws from life's well. You know, I'm one of those artists that I, I, I don't write unless I feel it. I got to feel mm-hmm. it. I got to be in tune with whatever I'm writing about. And um, it's life circumstances. You know, yeah. sometimes the things that, you know, affect me personally. But then there's other times when I'm just looking at the world and seeing what's out there and, you know, how it's affecting me and how it's affecting everyone else. And sometimes I just feel that need to write about it. So it can be very mm-hmm. prophetic. It can be very prophetic. You know, you hear people using the word, it's a prophecy. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're getting it from inspiration, not from themselves, but from a higher source. And uh, I think a lot of poets go through that and they don't really know how to really identify what it is, but it's very powerful, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, it is. Yeah, definitely, man. You're definitely one of those artists that bring it across. You know, it's, it's a certain type of grit it's a certain type of realness that you can really resonate with in your work. And um, my audience is going to be privy to that today. I'm excited. I'm excited because y'all going to see why I be geeking out and all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I-, I heard some news about you. You what? know? Yeah, I heard some news. I heard some news. I, he- I heard you was nominated and won mm-hmm. and won. <laughs> You know, uh, your first national spoken word award, man. Tell us a little bit yes. about that. What's that about? Talk about it. Uh, <laughs> to my surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, we just had the national spoken word awards here in um, Chicago just this the 3rd of September. And, you know, I was nominated in a few categories, man, up against some really Mm. Big and beautiful names. I mean, some gorgeous poets that you know bring the bring that grit and that girth and mm. and to be um, able to even just take that win home as the best female artist of the year um, for 2023 was just still i still can't believe i look at that thing today and be like i I just know i voted for you i'm letting you know i voted for you i i definitely voted for you man and uh yeah man i was rooting for you i really was rooting for you man because i think you deserved it i think you deserve you was you was definitely up against some heavy hitters because i had black ice on the show uh a few weeks ago i had black ice on the show and um Mm -hmm. he we were talking about it and um he was like it's a really close race this was before the actual mm. event and he was like it's really close and he mentioned your name he mentioned your name he, he also mentioned ebony the goddess 
and it was oh, like it my was, sis, yeah, I love her. yeah, the, the the queen. You know, you know, Ebony. She came on the show, I man. She turned her. out. She turned out, and uh, yes. yeah, it was big competition, man. Because you and Ebony are are two great, phenomenal artists. You know, I really appreciate both y'all work on Clubhouse. The work that you uh, really spread through Clubhouse, and um, y'all both powerful artists in your own right different ways but in your own right y'all both powerful artists so to be in that category with her you know and to yeah. come out with the win you know i know it meant a lot you know because the competition was very steep you had some powerhouses in that man. category man and you and you came out victorious like how tell us how it felt when you walked up on that <laughs> stage and got that award I mean, I'm, I'm still in disbelief like it, it really um it almost scared me like oh Oh, what 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 does this mean? So, um, it was just me. I, I, I still haven't taken in <laughs> the win mm. um, because I'm still in disbelief because it was so many phenomenal artists in that category that mm. I look up to personally as a writer, and and they have like influenced me, and 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 I just look at their craft and be like, man, they are. Uh, really in their poetry bag so um it was just like a, a, a eye opener for me to to take myself a little bit more seriously as a writer as a poet um because you know sometimes we have that that um, imposter syndrome and um mm. so yeah ah man i know it was amazing man i know it was amazing that's a great honor you know a very yeah. prestigious award for our genre and shout out to black ice mm -hmm. for um you know, curating such a powerful event, man, to yes, give back to the artists, to give back to the artists, man, because that recognition means a lot. It do. It means a yeah. lot amongst your peers that you recognize that your work is not going in vain. So, yeah, shout yeah. out to you. Congratulations. That was a great, great win. Oh, man. Now, you are author mm -hmm. of five. Now, she's a of a five-time published author five you've been writing man your pen go off <laughs> your pen go <laughs> off you got you got four poetry books we're going to get into those and you got one novel so i know mm -hmm. your pen go off you got you got a quick pen you know uh you got that many books uh, tell us about it tell the first book i i, I seen mm -hmm. this the the, the title and I was like, yo, the title is a poem in itself. The title is a poem in itself. <laughs> Soaked in melanin. Soaked in melanin. I love that title. This was your first debut book. Tell us a little bit about this one. Uh, so this was just, um, this was released in October of 2020. Um, so it, it's just a collective of everything I've written over the years, um, taken and putting in one book. So there are poems, there are um, affirmations, and there are two short stories um, in that book. So mm. it was just a, a collection of, you know, thoughts I had as a melanin woman um, and, and my environment all soaked into that uh, soaked into that book itself. So everything I've ever read and put into that book. Wow. That's phenomenal because the, the title alone, man, it, I'm thinking, I'm like soaked in melanin. It can mean so much. You know, the melanin that's in our skin is the very thing that we're envied for. 
You know, the very thing mm-hmm. that we're cursed for, you know, the hue in our skin, we're ostracized, mm-hmm. marginalized, oppressed, and persecuted all over the world because we have dark skin. And it's the melanin that makes us dark. It's what gives us our hue, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's crazy, you know, so much things is attached to our skin color, but this is the very thing that they want so much of. They did the, exactly. the new research that's coming out about the melanin and all the things that the melanin the melanin can do. I just heard that it's a it's a powerful conductor, you know, of keeping data and things of that nature. So they want the mm. melanin. We're envied for having it in, in plentiful amounts. And um that title, soaked in melanin, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, just 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 visualizing it. All of the things that come with this this precious gift, you know, and um, yeah. I think that's powerful, man. I think that's powerful. Like, I want, I want, I want the audience to kind of get acclimated to who Lottie Diche is as an artist. Absolutely. You know why? Why Poetic Black is a fan? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't be a fanboy for everybody. I'm not. I'm. I'm really not. You know what I'm saying? I'm really tough. <laughs> you know. But uh, I get geeky for certain artists. Certain artists, I, I just get geeky for. Man, you're definitely one of them. So I want, I want my audience to know, you know, why I feel so, so why I talk so highly about your pen. So uh, mm-hmm. let me set the stage up for you. Coming to the stage to perform her first piece, let's give a warm, warm welcome for the queen, Lottie D. Shea. I seen men, I mean, I seen a man eat his flesh unable to digest the consequences of his sin as he repeated cycles like cyclone, creating enough curvature in his curses to cause chaos to be continuous in future generations. Unconsciously cultivating cancerous culture, I mean, I really seen man, y'all. Seeing a man kill himself a thousand times over just to align with the respect from a man who never even tasted loyalty in the actions of his tongue, I have seen a man drink his tears in fear that if they were to fall into the earth's surface, he would be castrated by the rivers of rage held in his belly as he birthed anger in the pits of his soul. Have you ever seen a man? I mean, really seen man, black man. I once seen a man's eyes as they bubbled over in the responsibility that was tied to his ankles like shackles looking to exhaust life from his expectations. I seen a man hide inside of the in-depth layers of toxic masculinity, too ashamed to explore his softer sense of desires trapped in the gender roles that eroded his intestines with the masculine mass just to mass pain that made life a harder place to live in my eyes. They have witnessed men drowning in their foreign bodies, unfamiliar with balance, unable to level up or level out the playing field of life. So life always seems unfair when he goes up to bat against his own awareness. I seen a man bear his blood just to paint the poetry of strength on his manly mane of misery, decorating his limbs in the constructs of society while chewing the skin of black boy joy. 
But only when eyes are away for a moment's peace, as public eyes of judgment smell the scent of happiness like havoc and praise upon the black man capturing him in stereotypical cages because black boy joy be ailment of the heart. To pale figures, plaguing smiles with disparity, disputing laughter with languages of the tongue that should have been buried with the demons of this realm, I have seen a black man be hated for existence, beaten for absorbing the rays of sunlight buried beneath the barriers that backdates to the brutal battles of our ancestors, bludgeoning them over the head with elusive freedom that would cost a spirit to experience and cast lost souls from this dimension, leaving sarcophagus or maybe coffin to hold the abundance of their beauty like treasure. But be aware of the glory of my eyes because I, baby, I have seen man, seen a man shine despite of thrive despite of laugh despite of cry despite of plans despite of renew heal and become whole despite of the target that has been placed upon his divinity and even though he has been denied his right to bear the same color skin as the one who sacrificed blood for sin in the ordinance of those who shame god i have seen our black man be power so black man just know that you are seen and oh my what a beautiful sight to see my black man Please let your skin be your peace. Poom. My God. My God. My God, my God. Whew. That was heavy. <clears throat> that was heavy. The concrete images in this. You said cycles like cyclones. Mm -hmm. Cycles like cyclones. Whoa, man. This, this piece right here is heavy, man. This was epic, Queen. This was epic. You Thank I, you. I, I wanted you to come off like, damn, you just blew the hinges <laughs> off the you know. <laughs> Whoa. Oh man, this was powerful this was powerful you know you you just mentioned so many things that me as a black man that i resonate with you know hearing your words is like we it's like you hear us you see us you see what's going on and um it's like you're writing about it you're writing to our truths and um, this was powerful. Talk to us. Talk to us a little bit about this piece. How, what inspired this? What was the straw that broke the camel's back that made your pen put touch the paper like that? Just molest the paper. Talk to us. Wow. Absolutely. Um, man, I wrote this piece um to to kind of like give a light to to the things that black men go through um because when people sometimes they 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 put it in a negative connotation but um despite the environmental flaws that we have because we are starting at the line for defeat when we birth when black men are birthed they started at the line to be defeated um mm. so this piece was just kind of letting them know that you know i see the struggles you're going through i see the battles the inner battles you go through to to try to live up to a society who failed you from the beginning um and and i'm so proud that y'all thrive and and 
be successful despite of all of the the environmental um, flaws that's hindering y'all and holding y'all back. So, mm. um, yeah, that's... that was important for me to to you know um, portray that that you know y'all making it despite despite what what the the society put against y'all y'all making it despite of and and we appreciate that. Oh man, that that's. That's like an ode and um like we can hear in this poem how much you love us. You know? And um this is what it this is what's needed. This is this is the reason why you don't hear the Lottie D shades on every station in heavy rotation. You know, I heard Tank say one time, I thought it I found it interesting. I heard Tank say, uh he said that song by Sam Smith that stay with me song he said this is in heavy mm-hmm. rotation heavy rotation on all those stations he said if i sung a song like that it would get low bandwidth it would get low bandwidth it wouldn't be everywhere and uh they asked him why he said because it's 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 not it's not our violence that that they that they're scared of they're scared mm-hmm. of our love they're scared Absolutely. of what we can create when we love each other. So you see all of these government subsidies that's geared towards dividing the family. You know, if mm-hmm. if, if a sister or family is doing bad, uh, the man is not working or whatever the case may be, but they don't got enough to make ends meet. You tell the woman in order for you to get subsidies, you got to get rid of him, get rid of the mm-hmm. father. So. In, in essence, what, what are you really trying to accomplish? You're trying to say that you're trying to help, but you're really not. And, um, yeah, in the poem, the poem spoke to that, man. I, I, I got all of that. And, um, is it, that was a beautiful old sis. That was a beautiful old, powerful, very lucid. And your descriptions, I, you got that sunny in you, man. You got that sunny Patterson, <laughs> that little drawl, that little, you know what I'm saying? That, that little umph. That you do with your cadence, man, that just make it like, ah, you know. (laughs) That's it right there, I'm telling you. Uh, But you guys can see now. You guys can see why I be getting geeky and all that. Why I get geeky, you know. I get geeky when Lottie be spitting, (laughs) you know what I mean. But uh, let's talk about about this novel real quick. Let's talk about this Uh novel, Broken Blood Bond. Broken mm-hmm. blood bonds. Now you you, you making me. I gotta go and, and on Amazon and get this, man. You need to give me all those links, and I'm gonna post those links in the description of this podcast when I uh, air it, so people can okay. just hit those links and just take them right to the book. But I'm interested in this book, Broken Blood Bonds. I'm gonna get it mm-hmm. too, and I'm gonna take a picture when I get it, and I'm gonna like, yeah, I'm gonna read this joint. So tell us about it. What, what, what's going on in this book? A little sneak peek. No, don't give too much that Absolutely. they don't want to buy you. Absolutely. Know what I'm it's about a, a young girl um, going through a tragedy uh, at a young age and how her environment infected, affected her life. Um, just how we raised in the hood and the, the environment of the hood can, can very much be detrimental to your growth. Uh, your mental growth, your uh, physical growth. Um, and it's about her uh, just going down a, a, a sloop 
in life uh, and and all the things and possibilities that you can go through um, in this environment, uh, man, because the concrete jungle ain't no joke. Facts. And so, uh, yeah, you can, you know, you can caught up in, in, in drugs and because this is what it's about. It's an urban lit book. So drugs and, and sex and scandals and, and death and, and, and jail and kind of mother issues and all the things that we as black people experience um, that kind of like have an effect on how we grow and how we be successful or not be successful. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Now let me ask you, you're from you're from Chicago. You was born and raised yeah. in Chicago? Born and raised. Born and raised. Now I got a I got a, a special love for Chicago. This yeah. is the only this is one of the, the cities that I that got on my bucket list to perform. I I haven't performed in Chicago. And I and I really right. wanna yeah, I really wanna perform in Chicago. Yeah, to change that. Yeah, facts, man. Because I, I feel <laughs> I feel a certain love for Chicago poets. There's a poet by the name of uh, Malik Youssef. You ever hear him? Malik Youssef, I've heard of him. Oh yeah. man, this brother big name here. Yeah, he's 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 profound, man. He's a profound. Uh, I wish to have him on the show at, at some point in time. I can reach out to him, but mm-hmm. this brother right here is a profound artist, man. He really, uh, he. I really resonate with what he what he was talking about in his in his poetry because he mm-hmm. give you his spoken word from a from a, a realistic point of view, but from a street level, not from the level of the of the penthouse looking out or from the mm-hmm. window looking out but from street level on boots on the ground. And I, I appreciate that type of, of spoken word. I appreciate that type of of vulnerability to be able to come and um, express it. And uh, you you just drenched in it. You're drenched in it, man. So I, I, I definitely wanna, I wanna get this book, The uh, Broken Blood Bonds. I, I wanna get this book and see what's going on in the, you know what I'm saying? See what's going on in the mind of Lottie. See what's going on in her mind. You know what I'm saying? See see what her head be thinking about and all that. But yeah, but but you have a new book. You have a new book. Now, this Mm -hmm. book right here just dropped. It just dropped this year. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mm -hmm. I've been hearing things about this book. You've been going on little tours. I've been seeing the book all over the place. (laughs) And uh, tell me about this book right here, man. This is uh, Riddle in My Thoughts. Riddle my thoughts. So tell us about this. Oh man, this this is uh my favorite uh books thus far. I guess the last book should be your favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it gotta be. (laughs) That's the best one. (laughs) Right, right. That's the best one thus far. Um, but it's really reflective. It has all my reflective pieces where I get to go in and dig into myself as a person, um, digging some of society's constraints that have affected me as a woman, as a black woman. Um my, just like it, some of the names that's in there is like dinner, uh, a dinner of darkness. Um, uh, you ain't nothing but a dog. Uh, mm. um, if I could worship diamonds, like kind of a full circle for me and reflection and how my life has been going and, and the lessons I've pulled out of some of the things that I went through um, and just trying to shine some light. So uh, with me, my poems, they never end in 
uh, disdain or I never leave you in darkness. I always try to give you some form of hope or affirmation that, you know, this too shall pass. Um, and I kind of live by that when I'm writing poetry because uh, why give a message if the message isn't complete? Um, it's, it's just some of the things I, I, you know, some of the rules I live by when writing. Um, so this book is very heavy on reflection, uh, self-reflection. So it, it encourages others to just take a look at themselves and and, and kind of dig at some of the roots, generational curses, uh, some self-inflicted uh, pain that we may have. Um, just, you know, right around that realm of, of work. Mm. Yes, yeah, so I'm really proud of this one. Yeah, man. Everybody yeah, got all of them, but this, this, the, but, this, but this the is one. the one. This is where y'all gotta go get this. Now, what's the price range of your books? What they go for? Um, anywhere from I think like five dollars up into twenty. So yeah. Okay. Now the last, the the latest one, the brand new one. Uh, what's that's going for? And um, is it available on on Amazon? Yeah, it's available on Amazon, and it's I think twenty dollars on Amazon if I'm not mistaken. All right, that ain't that ain't that ain't bad at all. They ain't gonna break nobody. Twenty dollars, and it's a keepsake. <laughs> it's a keepsake. I definitely got to get the book, man, because I keep different artists. I, I, you know, I got a lot of different artists in a little library of different artists across the nation you know what i'm saying so i i gotta keep my my library a little you know what i'm saying good you know i gotta have body up in my library but uh yeah yeah. i try to support most of the artists that i know dropping a book because that's a that's a big accomplishment that's like you birthed your big baby right there so yeah indeed now growing up in chicago how has that affected your pen because we look on the news you know your boots mm-hmm. on the ground in Chicago. I know when I see Chicago, I hear all the stories, and I know the media kind of hype things up. But it looks like it's bad over there. Like people be getting just killed, just going to get a cup of coffee, just get shot and, and killed. It's just another day. You know, is it like that in Chicago? And if it is like that, how has that affected your pen? Um, I mean, Chicago is special, <laughs> mm. very much so. Um, beautiful city, and and you know, I think everybody that lives here have a love hate relationship with Chicago because it's the most beautiful thing you will ever experience. At the same time, um, some people uh, like in this environment, like. Uh, from the hood, maybe because yeah, I'm from the hood. <laughs> we we experience death in that way, uh, murder and and gunshots. We experience all that. We also experience stuff like cancer, being from the food, being not as good. So we experience a lot. Um, but it builds soldiers. We strong. Mm. I, I, I don't think Chicago Nobody else can come live in Chicago And be satisfied with Chicago But they'll see the beauty in it mm. um, Because it's, it's just as a It's just as much a beautiful city As it is ugly mm. um, And sometimes You take the good with the bad But we always want better So we try to encourage The youth and the younger ones, I see programs out there trying to get people off the streets because it's just young young people being so caught up in the mindset of um, guns and, you know, guns being given freely here. You can get it off the freight train when it go Mm -hmm. by slowly. You know, things that's done purposeful for our young kids to keep themselves wrapped up in violence and 
and yeah that's the ugly part of it and and if we can fix that chicago will be so much more beautiful wow man that that's that is amazing it's amazing because it's a rich city it's a rich place man like uh Mm -hmm. i feel new york and chicago are kindred they're very kindred man and uh i really resonate with people from chicago people that's in the hood and that's Mm -hmm. struggling because i I can really uh identify with it and um when i hear the voices of chicago it it moves me like i hear people from new york when i hear people from new york spit the new york poetry moved me a different way you know when i hear artists from new york because it resonates with me but the place that resonates with me just as much as new york it's shot town mm-hmm. for real for real man so i know some deep yeah, it's things rich going in out history there. it's rich in value it's, it's rich in a lot of things um you know it just some unfortunate things happen here because you know that's how the system set up here so yeah yeah it is what it is but we want to get back into some spoken word with you before we got we got something else we got to talk about but uh we're going to talk about that after you uh bless us with another piece so let me uh let me set the mood up and uh set the stage back up for you coming back to the stage let's give a warm warm welcome for the incomparable lottie d shay Pills and potions, we're overdosing. I'm angry, but I still love you. Caught up in your web of lies. I guess I'm Charlotte, but my spider senses, they never silence the songs, the songs you sung into my soul. And somewhere along the lines, I got lost in the lyrics of your tongue. (coughs) As I lusted over your words, knowing they never came fully dressed in truth. But it was something about the way they stroked the pieces of me that longed for love. So I sat by my decision to handicap your growth with my forgiveness that required no actions on your part. And parts of me struggled with pretending to be blind just to be with you. And the dead man tells no tales. So I killed myself just to hold on to your lies as my truth and you became my addiction. As I fixated on the day where beasts were formed into beauty, but the bells never rung with reality. And I just beat myself up for prolonging this storyline. But every time you sang your sweet lullabies, baby, it put my third eye back to sleep. Dumbing my intuition down into mere belly a seeking validation from the glare of your eyes because they performed love so well and Every stare acted as if I was the only love interest, so I suited up for the role, and every day I auditioned for a permanent position in your life, and and I lost a little authenticity of self while faking happy, and this fucked up situation became my emblem of real love. And I know I lack self-love, so some love was better than no love, even if I had to cut myself to prove I'll heal. Not recognizing that some cuts leave keloids and loving you was equivalent to self-harming me because even if it burned, baby, that means there is still love. So I called myself believing I could still love until God called my name and said, be still, love. Mm -hmm. And I stood there in reflection, 
feeling ashamed, covered in scars that proclaim unconditional love and slander because I conditioned my heart to greet pain as strength. I was insane as shit, so I had to reclaim my grit by grounding myself around the girth of growth. Silencing your temple with my newfound appreciation of my temple, never having to tiptoe around my confidence. Because this new foundation, baby, it was built over some heavy shit and I stopped letting your song sway the rhythm of my heart as it now hummed hymns of healing, laying your love language to rest because heaven is no place for hellraisers to live in and I pray self with birth. And it may sound easy, but hell, this poem is just a small fragment of the disgruntled shadow work, making sure that I can never be easily persuaded by the performance of your shallow words. And it came at a price of uneasy and I paid myself back in change. And even though the process to heal was hard and long, I can never get caught up in your web of lies again in my heart. Nigga, it no longer dances at the sounds of your songs. Pills and potions, they're overdosing. I'm angry, but I still love you. Oh, damn it, man. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, man. Lottie, I don't know why you're doing this to me, man. <laughs> I don't even think this is an interview no more. I think I'm just a, <laughs> I think I'm just a fan, you know, in the one-man audience. You know, I, and I got you all to myself, you know what I mean? Nobody else. Wow, man. I'm like, I'm really like a fan right now. This this was oh, man. this this was beautiful. This, this, this was absolutely, you know, love. I often write about love, mm-hmm. and um, love is oftentimes misconstrued. A lot of times, people mistake love for infatuation, absolutely for for obsession, for lust, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. But uh, that emotion of love. One thing that I found to be true about it is that it's reciprocal. Mm-hmm. And and um, it always comes back. It's like a reflection. When you go in the mirror, you're going to see yourself. You know, it always comes back. It matches. So uh, I call love a balance. Because mm-hmm. uh, like in the tug of war, when when two teams are matched in strength, what happens is... It's a balance. It's a standstill. The flag won't move. The flag would just stay right there in the middle. That balance is what I view as love. And uh, you, you, you caught the sentiment. Uh, this one part when you said, "No, I just felt the the hairs raise up on my arm." When you said, "When God told you, be still, be still, love." That's powerful. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of our sisters, they get caught up with that dude. You know, the slick dude, the dude with the cornrows. Mm-hmm. He got the with six the nice pack. He's yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. He's singing that melody. He's like the Pied Piper. He's selling it. He's singing mm-hmm. that melody that it sounds good to you, got you grooving, you know, but he mean you no good. So the lack mm-hmm. of discernment amongst our young sisters out there today, you know, it's unfortunate that. They get this discernment when they get old after they go through the hardship. But poems yeah. like this, you know, it prevents that. 
homes like these prevents that from happening where people can listen to these words and and look at the hardship of what someone else went through and Mm -hmm. and and able to avert that same destination and uh this right here was epic man this was epic because you were speaking to the heart of the matter you know and um it's so it's so vindicating it's so beautiful and refreshing when you can say i am free of whatever bondage yeah. you are in when you can say mm-hmm. I, i've conquered this you know some people become complacent to things in their life because they have a fear of starting over they have a fear of you know starting from scratch but sometimes mm-hmm. that's what you got to do you got to start from scratch and when you when you start from scratch you can start building up with a stronger foundation lose that fear yeah. to start over and um what i heard in this poem is that you got it once you got it you was like that song don't work over here no more it don't mm-hmm. work over here no more you ain't you ain't you ain't having me doing these things no more and um mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's it's like powerful man it's just like liberating and uh i really resonated with the sentiment of this poem and um this yeah. was this this was a shout out to the sisters man to the sisters yeah. to have that discernment you know have that be aware everything that's sweet ain't sweet you know he can mm-hmm. he probably got the slick tongue or he got the nice physique or whatever the case may be but it's bigger than that it's bigger than mm-hmm. that and um this this poem talks to that this was a great this was a great epic poem man i don't know why you not on all over the all the radio stations man with that <laughs> <laughs> you know I can, I can, I'll buy you. I'm telling you, man, I want front row seats, man. When you make it big, don't forget the little people. Don't forget the oh, little man. people. <laughs> but uh, I want to, what you call it? I want to talk about something that's major. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about something that's major. You had the pleasure of being featured in the opening of the new movie, What a Difference a Dad Makes. Yeah. Your poem, your poem was chosen to 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 lead this movie now that's a big honor right there because i heard Mm -hmm. the poem i went and listened to it and the way it comes on it's like whoa it's like it's heartfelt you 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 feel you i know why they put it in the beginning because it's gonna draw (laughs) it's gonna draw people in but tell us about this and how you get this opportunity to get your uh your song or your or your poem in the credits of this movie talk about it a little bit Absolutely. Um, so this filmmaker, Trina Page, uh, she has like a studio and she was she was filming this, you know, movie. She started with stage plays, but um, recently she did her first film and she was like, what can I put in the beginning? And some of her and her cast members and her production crew was like, let's put a poem. And, uh, you know, she's family. Uh, so she was like, um, I know who can do a poem. So she called me. She said, could you have me a poem in the next couple hours? I mm. said, what? Yes. <laughs> couple of hours? <laughs> yes, oh, can. my God. That's what, yes, that I was can. a couple of hours? Oh, you guys got to... You guys got to check this out, man. It's uh, it's up on YouTube, right? It's up on YouTube. Yes, yes. Uh, I want you to send me the link to that as well because I'm going to put that link in the description so people can go check that out. Yo, the poem draws you in. It draws you in. Uh, you guys got to listen to this. And now you're telling me you did that in a couple of hours. That's that's yeah. phenomenal. 
That's phenomenal. She gave me the synopsis and and I just ran with what they what, what she gave me. Yeah. Oh man, man, this this is a major opportunity, man. This is what I see for spoken word. This was the reason to be honest with you why I started this podcast, you know, cuz I'm a chef by trade. I'm a chef, you know what I'm saying? I'll be cooking mm-hmm. it up. You know, uh hey. that that's my that's my that's my number one passion. However, mm-hmm. I'm also a spoken word artist. So, during the pandemic when you no know, all the restaurants took the hits, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they was closing all the restaurants down. So I just had, I had some money in my pocket and uh, I had time on my hands. So I was like, you know what? Uh, let me create a podcast. And uh, the podcast was dedicated to spoken word artists, like those artists that we knew, you know, me being a performance artist myself, I rub elbows with a lot of different artists across the nation, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've reached out to uh, a few of my colleagues and, and, and brothers that I'm close with and sisters that I'm close with. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start doing interviews and, um, I'm going to, I'm going to take this serious. I'm going to really start doing interviews. And, um, if you go back to my first episode, you can, you can see that that I was really green. <laughs> I was really green. <laughs> but uh as the time progressed, you know, I think I got better at it. And uh the artists that came, they you know what I'm saying they blessed the studio, you know, some big names, you know, and I had Ed Mabry, you know, one of the greatest mm-hmm. spoken word artists as far as competition is concerned, that we've known, mm-hmm. you know, he's decorated. Uh Slangston Hughes out of Baltimore. Have you ever mm-hmm. heard of him? Yeah. Phenomenal artist, man. It's my brother right there. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Had the legendary Georgia Me, Tony Award winner. Oh, you know, I you know, <laughs> you know, come come on this come through the studio, man. So it's been a blessing. But uh I love the artists, the many artists such as yourself that come back and uh do these interviews become that beacon of inspiration for other artists that's out there that's aspiring to do what we do and uh you are amazing queen like for real i don't say that lightly i don't give these kudos and accolades to just anybody i'm really serious about my poetry and um certain certain artists really touch me they really touch me with their words because i know it's coming from a real place and uh I just want you to know that you're phenomenal. I, I really do think that. I really do think that that you are a phenomenal you, artist. I noticed that from when I first heard you, you know, and then every piece after that, you know, you just solidified it. Like, yo, she's the shit. Like, I don't know why she's not everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> in due time, in due time, in due time. And uh, I want us to support each other. Like these artists that I bring to the platform, from week to week you know um we have to support these artists in order to keep continue to do what they do you know support the artists go out and buy a book if you can't buy a book you know uh try to try to donate to their to their uh a fund that they have or something or or if you can't do that if you can't monetarily uh contribute to something that the artist got going on you can always you know just share their work you know, which is the biggest, the biggest asset that you can do, you know, for uh, an artist that's trying to get known is share their work. You know, mm-hmm. tell a friend to tell a friend about it, you know, share, share it to your page, you know, or make a comment, you know, uh, you know, just just be active in getting work like this out because there's so much negativity out there, so much music out there. 
you know, uh, that's just that's just worthless. And when I say worthless, I'm not talking about the artistry of it. I'm talking about the message in it. You know, the message that's causing our youth to just go out and just just do crazy things, have these crazy, weird ideals and hangups. You know, we need positive, you know, things on the radio. We need positive sounds, affirmations coming back to us, edifying us, man. It's very important that you support an artist. There's so many out there, you know, support an artist. You know, you got a Kindle account. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The artist got a book. Go get that book. Go get that book. You know what I mean? Like, do what you can. But I definitely want to thank you, Miss Lottie D. Shea, for coming through and chilling with us for this for this little time. But it, it ain't over for you yet. You know, I'm going to hold you hostage a little bit longer. You got another piece <laughs> for us. You got another piece. And, uh, you know, Absolutely. I'm going to go back. You know, and sit in my chair and be the fan that I am right now. Cause this is this is privilege. I'm not even working right now. This is not even considered work. This is honor right here. So coming back to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome for the incomparable, legendary Lottie D. Shea. Where does a butterfly go to die? It's usually on the shoulder of a black girl's skin as she tattoos her freedom on the walls of her prison and she stitches strength across the scars left behind from the war on her soul. Have you ever seen a black girl break her wings in half just to fit inside the constructs of a society where cocoons are more like coffins and, and gods compare themselves to mere humans? As they spool mediocrity to as they spool mediocrity into beautiful empty shells just to impersonate acceptance because they never met a more self, so they catapult pillars of destruction into their chances of change, only to remain bound to earthly heights like a moth to a flame attracted to its own death, but unable to escape self long enough to transform into eternity. Lingering within the low vibrations of humanity's imperfections, crawling into the tight spaces that shapeshift trauma into digestible habits just to have it change with an imitation of growth while pretending that they are healing, compacting themselves and their potential inside the power of fear, passing opportune times to grow into the resting of night's moon. So they never get to experience the beauty of a flower from the sights above. Because from below, it resembles the Tower of Impossible, stuck in the mindset of maggot where bullshit flies and toxicity exists in nature and tears taste like sweet nectar of negligence and torn wings. They never regenerate their power of flight and healing is never photosynthesized and therefore growth is uncomfortable and change is never chance. So transformation, baby, it resembles death. A black girl be the god beneath your skin. And remove those butterflies from your shoulder and place them in the pit of your stomach to feel the flutters of joy from within while sitting in your cocoon of reflections, letting transparency be your wings and transformation be your freedom because there, baby, there and only there is where the beautiful black butterflies it will finally get a chance to live. Poem. Mm, 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 mm. God. 
Oh my God, man. Oh man. This this is what I'll be talking about, man. This <laughs> you said black girl be the god underneath your skin. Damn, man. What a motivation, you know. If we knew, I think a lot of our troubles with one another is that we don't know. We don't know our true value. Absolutely. We don't know our true worth. And it's so important for us to see value in each other, to see mm -hmm. value. Poems like this is like really, you know, giving that, that, that inspiration for us to look into the mirror and see greatness why is it so hard for us to see greatness when we see each other why do we see disdain malcolm said back in i think it was in the 60s in the early 60s malcolm said who taught you to hate like this mm. said who taught you to hate like this to hate your skin you know it's something that when we see each other when we automatically see competition or we automatically see you know or feel some type of threat with one another that means that's something wrong somebody is systematically trying to pin us to get against one another and Absolutely. we got yeah we gotta we gotta definitely like pay mind to it you know but this poem right here man is giving us that inspiration like know who you are and if you mm -hmm. know who you are if you know who you are you're gonna operate differently when they teach us they say that they they treat us like uh bitches and hoes niggas and mm -hmm. dogs you know i i did this poem uh it's called new nigga but it got a song in the in in the poem but i said they turn gods to niggas and niggas to gods Mm. Forgot who they are. That's why they run so hard. These new niggas. Mm. And um, it's it's crazy. But this right here, this poem right here. What's the name of this poem? Butterflies. Butterflies. And you go through the whole process, the transition, the transformation. You know, mm. the necessary anguish or pain or struggle you gotta go through to become that beautiful butterfly. Mm -hmm. You know, we look at butterflies and we say, yo, they're beautiful. Look at that butterfly with all the colors on it. It look dope. Mm -hmm. ah, but we don't know the process. Right. The process. The yes. They had to shed some old self to become their new self. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's a dope ass metaphor. Like you're dope, man. Like you're dope, dope. Now, do you got any? Do you got any uh, audio projects coming out? Are you working on any audio projects? Not yet, but oh, hopefully man. soon. I'm looking into it now. Yeah, uh, so man. We need you on Amazon and Spotify. <laughs> I need to go. You know what I'm saying? I, need, I can go and look up Ebony. Ebony the Goddess on, on Amazon.com. I want to be able to go look up Lottie D. Shea on Amazon.com and listen Absolutely. to your listen to your album. Cause I'll be playing Ebony Joint out, man. I, I got that playlist <laughs> be played out. I want Please I want do, I love her. word. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know what I mean? I want I want I want my library to be full. But uh, you are amazing, Queen. You are amazing. 
And uh, I want to talk to you before we get up out of here. You got a talk mm-hmm. show. You got a poetry show that comes Absolutely. on. I believe it's Wednesday or Thursday. Which one is it? It's Wednesday. Every first and third Wednesday of the month, we got mm. Wordsmith Wednesdays. Wordsmith um, Wednesdays. Now, yeah, if you are yeah. if you a Lottie D fan, if you a Lottie D Shay fan like I am, you're gonna be in the building. And when you get there. You know what I'm saying? Make sure the reason that you're there, because you heard on Spoken Soul Sessions, Black told you to go out there and shout out Lottie D. Shea. You know, uh, I didn't even know you had a show over there before Black Ice put me on. And I was like, what? I was like, all right, I'm in the building. I'm in the building. But uh, y'all doing great things over there. And uh, I love the platform over there. I love the platform. Thank you. you guys Thank are very you. kind. You're very encouraging. You know, um, I had a I had a blast. I, I went over there and spit a piece over there, man. Um, y'all made me feel right at home, man. It's a beautiful environment. So every first Absolutely. and third Wednesday of every month. With our inspiration and analog soul, those are my other co-hosts. Um, they host with me. Uh, yeah, every first and third Wednesday, come through. Uh, if you on Instagram, you can follow me at Lottie, L A T I underscore D underscore Shay, S H A Y. And the flyer be posted there, and you can get the um, the codes to join the studio. That's right, man. Be in the building, man. Y'all got to get close to Lottie, man, because uh, this is the future right here, man. I just see big things, man. I see big things. You have a very Thank big you. voice. Your voice is huge. You have a, a a huge voice, you know, and I mean huge in your content, in your subject matter. I think uh, you're a contribution to this community. That uh, you're you're writing this. You you got the assignment. You know, I mean, you didn't you didn't mess it up. You know, uh, I interviewed uh, Baba Nagoba Nagoma man. Nagoma Hill is he's he's a he's a legend. You know, he's a legend in this poetry game, man. And uh, he said something to me that, that stuck with me. He was like, man, he said, I don't write to entertain you. You know what I'm saying? I write to get this message out. I write. Now, if it's entertaining, then that's a plus. If it's entertaining, that's a plus. But that's not my aim when I pick up this pen. I want to teach you. I want to educate you. I want to make you aware. And um, I love the way you make us aware. You do it in a, a beautiful way, with a, in a beautiful cadence. And um, it's, 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 it's art what you do. What you do is art, and uh, you should be celebrated. I'm so happy that you did win the National Spoken Word Award. Uh, I really believe you deserved it. And uh, I, I just see great things happening for you, Lottie, for real, man. Because I really, Thank I really you. resonate with your voice and uh, your subject matters is just off the chain, man. Now I'm gonna get into that book. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go grab that book, man. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna let you know about you know what I'm saying what's going on. I'll be into the yeah, plot give, and give all it, that. Give it to me. Give me. Give me the real on it. Yeah, real rap. Right, real rap. Go back and read it myself. Real again. rap. I'm gonna be like, yo, look, Lottie. I just read the book. I'm gonna let you know if I was engaged or not. I'll let you know. I'm gonna keep it Absolutely. tall with you for real. But uh, it was my pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, this this was a beautiful interview. I don't want to look at this as work. This was just me enjoying myself right here, man. Uh, it's so much going on for you. Your new book is out. You know, I want you guys to go really support this sister, man. Really support this queen, man. 
Uh, she's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful mother. She's a wonderful, fantastic spoken word performance artist. You know, check her resume out, man. And um, y'all go out and y'all support this sister, man, for real, man. Uh, she's beautiful, for real. Uh, I want to thank you for coming to the studio. Now, you want to tell people anything before we get up out of here? Uh, write the poetry. Don't let the poetry write you. Mm. <laughs> Wise words. Write the poetry. Don't let the poetry write you. Wise words. I want to thank you, Lottie, man. You're an amazing person, man. You're an amazing, beautiful woman. And uh, I really appreciate you coming, taking this time. It's late night, too. And you took the time <laughs> to come chill with Black. And uh, I really appreciate it, man. I thank you. I really do thank you. But Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been amazing. Most definitely. Anytime. You got amazing. carte blanche. Like, you get the, you get the, you know what I'm saying? You can come back again. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You got the you got the <laughs> invite. You can come back again. Because I be doing Absolutely. panel discussions and uh where I get where I get different artists to come together and we talk about issues is that's plaguing our community. I definitely want to have you back on that. But anytime you want, you can come out with a new poem. Just a new poem. And say, yo, black, I just wrote this new poem and I wanna uh, I wanna debut it on a spoken soul sessions show. And uh, I'm booking you. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, uh, it's real love. It's real love, Queen. But I definitely thank you for coming through. But this is the time where I got to address my audience. So if you you can hear the sound of my voice, I need you to tune in. I need you to tune in. If you can hear the sound of my voice, I need you to connect with this energy. If you can hear the sound of my voice, I got a powerful message I got to give you. Tune in. I hope, I hope you remain on your path. I hope you never allow anyone or anything to impede your progress. There's obstacles to overcome and we're at work. And I want you to know, if you don't know anything about me, I want you to know, I want you to know that I love you. And I hope, I hope you love me too. Peace.